Well, good morning and welcome to the Church Office podcast. If you're joining us on video, then here's a little wave and uh, thanks for joining us. We've got Penny here today, which is uh, fantastic. She's part of the uh, Bolton King's Church. You're the business manager there, is that right? Operations director, people will know you for. So uh, you can't settle on a title, it's tea lady today. <laughs> it changes, doesn't it? And you're involved in loads of other things. You're involved in, in UCAN, which we, which we love. And you're also doing some um, lecturing with Manchester University, aren't you? All over the world, you know. Yeah, I've all, all, no, I don't know about famous. Lecturer. Oh, always liked teaching, always loved teaching. I think that's just sort of in, in my nature, but um, ended up at Manchester University and um, then left to go and work at church. And then they asked me, would I go back and do some teaching for them? And it just happened to be in um, in Shanghai the first time and then Hong Kong and then Dubai Amazing. and I've been to America and last week I was in Dubai but actually sadly only on Zoom yeah that so is can't shame, wait yeah. to get flying again a cheeky trip out there would be great wouldn't it yes need a that bit would some be time. Good. and I've invited Penny on today because I attended a uh, roundtable workshop with UCAN this well probably a week ago wasn't it and uh, Penny was talking about managing volunteers and caring for volunteers and I, I rang her up and said brilliant job learned so much we should get on the podcast together and just kind of talk about it and talk about what we found in our groups and and uh, this whole area about managing volunteers is is a big topic at the minute I think for church administrators and churches as we've come back from being out and furloughed if you like with the all the COVID restrictions people are reassessing what they're doing some are coming back to church some are not and and volunteer levels are pretty dire I think in some churches yeah I was going to say it's probably not even so much about managing volunteers it's more about the recruitment of volunteers and the re-engagement of volunteers Um, I absolutely agree that that whole sort of coming back and reassessing we all should reassess you know priorities should we throw ourselves back into doing 25 different ministries just because it's something we've always done or should we really be asking ourselves what's God wanting me to do but as part of the family it is part of our Christian service isn't it yeah yeah and as part of the talk Penny, you, there was a poll, wasn't there? And there yeah, were about there 50 churches represented who, who did the poll. And there were some interesting findings, really, wasn't there, on that? Yeah, I, um, I'm a bit of a, a technical, well, technophobe, so I actually took screenshots of the, uh, the poll. So what I could see was the first question we had was sort of what kind of levels are you finding your volunteers are back at? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that's the question. I don't think I've articulated that well, but how, what percentage of volunteers are back and yeah. I think we were pretty much the the, the medium was somewhere between 50 and 70 percent, which I guess is probably 60. Um, so that's only just over half, yeah. you know, in some some churches pushing 70 percent. But that's you know, that's nowhere near like the previous levels, is it? No, not at all, isn't it? No. And Jules on a previous podcast talked to us about this kind of great resignation where people are just mm-hmm. resigning or, or not coming back to to specific roles that they might have served in before. And and um, yeah, the church is is going to, yeah, over the next few months is going to have to work through some of these things, aren't they, of how to recruit in the midst of uh, even still now some of the COVID restrictions or kids being off mm. and not being able to attend, last minute changes. There's all of these things that church administrators and ops directors, we're going to have to deal with this more and more in the next few months, really, in the run up to Christmas. Well, I think it's also probably for a different conversation, maybe not for today, but some people who were our key volunteers, if you like, have maybe chosen not to come back to church because they found alternatives or they preferred online church because it just fitted, or they could even do catch-up church. Yeah. So I think there's a bigger element there, probably, as I say, not for this discussion, but just the 
how to re-engage re people with church. Yeah, yeah. No, that's helpful. Paul, Penny, what was the um, the second poll that you did? Second question, um, it was, again, answered by more than 50 churches, but which areas of serving? Where are you struggling most with volunteer capacity? Um, and I don't think there was any surprise in the answers to these. So yeah. it was literally a, a, a one single vote. Um 45% of people said kids and youth. Um, yeah. That's a perennial shortage, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Sunday hospitality. To me, Sunday hospitality is the sort of coffee shop, but I guess it's probably hosting and serving and, you know, the, the getting people to their seats and the welcome teams, et cetera. And then 20% again was um, Sunday tech and AV. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that's quite a skill, isn't it, to do that? That's not, you know, I couldn't go and do that on a Sunday. Yeah, it is a skill, isn't it? And I, I feel for our tech guys who have kind of been thrusted into, you know, taking everything online, all the different ministries wanted to meet online and, and do Zoom and all these other live streaming events and stuff like that that we've been doing. I guess they're, they're tired as well, aren't they? Yeah, just no let up, but we need to pray for them, don't we? <laughs> we do. And we, we need some strategies, don't we, for people like the tech team. How do we broaden out those teams? How do we train more people to play more parts i guess in this process we, we've realized that we can be reliant upon one or two people that as we've gone forward if they're not available or they're taking a holiday actually it can put us in a little bit of a crisis because yeah. we still want to be doing the live stream we've still decided to continue to do that because it does serve those who are more vulnerable and not able mm. to attend church at the minute um so yeah it, it, we need to kind of re-strategize don't we in and this whole area of kind of recruitment and, and managing yeah. the volunteers we've got i i was um i was talking to a um one of our leadership team the other day whose whose history is in a small church and he said people just got on and did things you know if the grass needed cutting nobody asked them they just went and did it but i think when you've got more technical things required now that's pretty old school people just yeah. doing it yeah. there, there's a whole series of um writings about the the demographics of volunteers and those sort of 60 70 plus age group they will serve because that's what they did they will yeah. just jump on whereas other people have other choices and they have expectations if I'm going to volunteer I want to get something out of it now I would, again I would challenge that but I think that the strategizing about volunteers is probably quite an unusual thing for churches to talk about but I really think yeah. we need to people yeah. need to feel the sense of why they're doing it how they're going to grow in this does is somebody investing in me such that I get some training you know, yeah. you never normally think about training a volunteer in church, do you? But no, that's right. I think we do need to now. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely spot on, spot on. And during your the talk afterwards, we, we broke down into smaller groups of sort of 15 sort of churches or, or folks that were serving those churches. And there were some really interesting discussions from the groups that came. And I think one of the points that you made that we, we spent quite a bit of time in our group is this, is this need to come together from pastoral ministry and ministry work and administration to come together as one um, and often if the recruitment of volunteers falls just on the administrative side it's gonna it's gonna be hard really hard work for those that are serving in those areas but it, it, it needs both doesn't it to be effective what's your experience of that Penny? Um, I, I think historically and traditionally it's been left to a, a somebody to coordinate teams and mm -hmm. expectation um, but I genuinely believe that serving, and I, I don't sort of really like to call it volunteering just because that kind of gives you the inference that it's optional. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe yeah. this is optional that, you know, I, I think I said last week, if I'm inviting someone into my home, I expect I should serve them. So kind of goes back to, 
are we really are we really wanting to bring people into the house of God as our home and yeah. for them to join us as family? Because you wouldn't yeah. dream of inviting someone into your home at home and then telling them to sort themselves out. You would serve, yeah. you would wait on, you would make them feel welcome. So that's where it's it's so much more than just put, filling a rotor or just putting someone onto a team. It's a spiritual, it's a much deeper spiritual issue and math, heart matter that, yeah. you know, if we're engaging people, but I, I'm not saying it's not our job to engage people, but that's where the ministry side of things has to work with the operational side because this is a, a heart issue. This is a yeah. spiritual issue yeah. of being part of a family and what God's created us to do. And and is our real heart to bring people in to meet Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where an operations person probably doesn't have a responsibility of what's being preached from the pulpit. Yes. You know, and that's the difficulty, isn't it? It's how do you and I know you work with your senior leadership team quite closely. I do, too, yeah. in, in terms of I don't have a responsibility or huge input into what's being preached. But it is a conversation that we're having, which has to be about the two parts need to come to work yes. together yeah. and not work separately yeah. on this. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, we've just been encouraging our guys. So, you know, where there's a, a recruitment drive on a Sunday and a notice is, it might get left to me. And I've said, you know, actually for the food bank manager, why don't you get up and do the recruitment drive yourself? Because you, A, you know the project and B, you, you, you're going to um, connect that ministry to the gospel to people in a way that I can't because I don't know about it fully that will motivate people to go, actually, there's a gospel connection here. So I might just be packing food, but the link to actually reaching people for Jesus is there. And um, we want people to, to see that actually it's not just about tea and coffee, but you're right, the whole hospitality, the whole feeling that someone comes into a building with, and they get that sense of family. They see other people who are, are being loved and cared for. They, it, it causes people to ask questions, doesn't it? And, and that, that's part of what we do, isn't it? Yeah, and as those who lead the volunteer team, um, you know, the team on a Sunday, we call it our Making It Happen team, that inspiring them as to why they're doing what they're doing, mm. you know, are bringing stories of who they met the week before, what's happened since then. Yeah. It's so powerful because it's not just pointing someone to a car park space. It's being the face that somebody sees as they yeah. come through the gates for their first time, maybe a little bit nervous about coming into the church premises or, or they've had a bad morning or they're, they're having a really hard time at home and they just need to come to church. Yeah. You're the first person they see. It's so yeah. important. So it's that connection with um, this isn't just about the sermon is the God yeah. bit. The yeah. whole experience is meeting, meeting Jesus, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. And I know we're only talking about Sunday church here, but that's our kind of outward expression um yeah in in a lot of instances isn't it yeah absolutely right yeah and I think one of the things that I've been chewing over Penny as well is this um this idea that my initial focus can be right how's God equipped you and gifted you and how can we deploy you into a specific role but we we also have to hold that with actually the church needs somebody in this role um you know so a litter picking before the church service there's nobody who's specifically gifted in that area but it just needs somebody to go, right, I'm going to own this. I'm going to serve by making sure the car park's clear of all, all the rubbish from the previous night and whatever else. Um, and so the focus on serving is so much so important, isn't it? And I think we you know, want to encourage volunteers. Yeah, we want to find that place where you can fit and your gifting works. But also there's a need here and we've got to meet the needs first before we can 
do all these other developmental things? Yeah, I think there's been so much focus, hasn't there, over the years of the the, the spiritual people are preaching and those mm-hmm. who can't just get put on a team. Well, actually, no, I, I look at, you know, we, we've talked before about Jesus being the greatest role model of serving. Yeah. His, his, if you were just to look at it, I mean, it's so much more complex than this, but he was here to preach and bring the good news. Yeah. But he still washed his, his disciples' feet. Yeah. Now that was a that was a need to be done because they were probably dusty from the road, but it was also a much greater teaching point on that. Yeah. It was about being prepared to do what the lowest of the low would do. Yeah. Um, and then you know he he said he used it as a, as an example of you can't be part of what I'm doing unless you do this. Yeah. You know yeah. unless you let me wash your feet and now you need to go and wash other people's feet. So that wasn't uh, only the people who can't preach yeah. should wash the feet you know or do the litter picking if we're going to give it a parallel you know it's all our it's for all of us isn't it yeah no absolutely right so I I I came across a a, an interesting article that was talking about um informing and inspiring and those those two points you know which is what you which we're, we're kind of talking about here a bit if we you know the kind of inspiring work that needs to happen with the pastoral team ministry and the administration what are you doing in your church to better inform people that that you know we we can talk about inspire but what are you doing differently to kind of inform you know opportunities and you know where you need folk to serve um oh this is actually a tricky one and this is this has always been a challenge because this we're a big church and there's so much Mm -hmm. news and every team wants to get on the stage on Sunday and do an announcement that, you know, we need people on our team. The kids team always, you know, please come and serve on the kids team, yeah. um, which is a huge, hugely important ministry. I'm not not dismissing that as a hugely yeah. important ministry yeah. at all. Um, but actually what we've decided to do is um, we have a Facebook page where we just put out volunteer posts, opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, so anybody. And of course, that doesn't catch everybody, but it catches some people. Yes. Um, we have actually appointed someone as a volunteer coordinator. Fantastic. Um, we have a space on our website, which is not fully developed yet, but it has the opportunity to say, um, I'm interested in, in volunteering or serving on team. Mm-hmm. And then they can go to sort of look down a drop down box of where areas they could serve or just say, well, I'm willing to serve, put me somewhere. Um, and we take them through a process of this is what we expect from volunteers. And then we get in touch with Tracy, my volunteer coordinator. She gets in touch with the relevant team leader. Um, just to see it, you know, because yeah. there will always be space for people to serve, yes. um, you know, but it, it's then the sort of making sure they understand the expectations. This is the informing it's a volunteer handbook. We actually have a volunteer handbook, which goes through our code of practice, our, our King's yeah. Church values. Um, but I think what, what we are moving to and hopefully will be in place before Christmas is um, more uh, almost like a job advert section. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's really important that people yeah. know where the needs are, because actually somebody might want a weekend cleaning job or they yeah. might want to come and do such and such thing for, for as a volunteer or they might want to come and stuff envelopes in the office. Does anyone even send anything by mail shot anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, in the office yeah, during yeah. the week. Um, so people have different. And, and the other thing is we, we've had some highly skilled people say, I just want to come and do something that's a little less challenging in my week. Mm-hmm. Can I just yeah. come and be yeah. and make some tea and show some visitors around? Or, you know, I think it's just that being open to where, yeah, there are some jobs need doing, but where, where do you want to serve as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, which is, uh, 
which is great. And I think alongside all of this is, you know, I, I've certainly spent more time in the last couple of months as I've been thinking about recruitment, just just praying more and, uh, and asking God to help us. Um, asking God to put on people's heart that love for the church, which, and that love for Christ, which is where, you know, all of this flows from, isn't it? You know, it's not just, you know, I have to play my part, so I'm going to tick a box, I'm going to do this, that's what I do. But actually, there's a real heart to to get behind the church and serve the church. And and I, I love that in our church. Our church are, are brilliant. You know, we're probably in the high 70s, 80s of people who've come back to to church and, and the volunteering and, and, and that's wonderful and, and grateful to God for the difference that makes, but it's, it's the kids ministry, isn't it? That's, it, that's the hardest part of it. Um, now, one of the things that we've gone back and forth of, it'd be interesting to see your opinion on this because we, we've sort of made it a rule if you like, and um, we talk about this whole area of how to kind of manage volunteers that if you've got a parent in the kids ministry, then we want you to have we want you to have at least one of the parents serving in it. So there's a stock of people who can can do it, and then we're going to do the hard work to find the people who have really got the gifting and the passion and the heart. Um, and that seems to have made a difference in terms of numbers. Um, but I, I'm also wondering whether it's because it's kind of a bit of a rule and and you have to do it, whether you lose a bit of heart in it. And what have you guys done practically to help in kids ministry? Have you done something similar? Have you done something different? It's it's a it's a hard area, isn't it? So the real practical things here for that particular area. It is really hard. Um, I think personally, I think it, it should be a strong encouragement. Okay. So the, I think my my serving through the years started as a sort of early twenties doing youth work because that was a good place to be it was I was young and trendy then no, no longer um but then as I progressed through when I had children I did my t- I, I never thought twice about not serving in the crash yeah yeah so it, it was a it was a heart issue but I actually think I am so grateful to my parents for instilling that into me yes if yeah. you expect from somebody you know why would yeah. I not go on the crash rotor one one in four yeah because I was expecting my kids to be in there yeah. You know, and then as they went into Sunday school, as it was then, I did my stints in there. When it got to youth, they said, please, mum, don't come. Um, so, <laughs> so, so I could go back to doing something else then. Um, on a Friday night, yeah. Yeah, they really didn't want me there on a Friday night. I did it twice and, and no, mum, don't. You embarrass me. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think, I don't think we've ever had it as a rule. And I think it's a really good idea. But as a strong encouragement, I think, yeah. I think with the whole serving on team, we have to walk a fine line and actually my expectation of myself is that I would do that yeah but I spent some time last Sunday morning with a effectively a single mum who had her three children well why would I actually my pastoral heart says you need to be in that service yeah you do. let me serve your children yeah absolutely right you know so I think the the hard and fast rule probably takes some of the joy away from it but the sort of strong encouragement please will you consider is this something you could join us in um, our local Cubs group did it very successfully. Um, if you wanted your child to go to Cubs, you had to be the parent helper one in eight. Okay. That was it. Yeah. And was they it. just did. Um, and it, it was just an obligation. I, I, I'm not sure I want would really be up for serving in church being an obligation. I think it needs to be a heart thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, we, we found parents who have gone, yeah, have kind of had to sign up to get it. And then they've actually found a real heart to grow. And they've actually got to know some of the other kids and actually gone, 
uh, yeah, making the connection themselves of actually this makes a difference for that family that you're saying about that single mum who needs a break on a Sunday and and to come and just hear the good news and hear the preaching without having to to serve is yeah. uh, is makes a difference, isn't it, to church? Um, yeah, so I think so, every context is different, but I do think that's a it's a good it is a good um, idea to strongly recommend or strongly encourage or strongly invite. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, pe- people to consider where they can. Um, you know, because we, we can we can make church quite a consumer culture. Yeah. You come and yeah. what do you get out of it? Yeah. Um, so no, what am I going to put in? And my family. So it goes back to the spiritual yeah. side of things, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It's my family and my um, home. Yeah, absolutely right. It's it's interesting because Emma's from a small town up in Lincolnshire and their church, you know, have a kids' ministry. And some of some of Emma's friends, they serve every single week on kids' ministry, and that's just a a norm so you know when they were set when they were told you know it's a rule that you have to serve one in four they couldn't believe it you know and I think you're right when you come to a big church there's different expectations there's different way of doing it um so it's yeah it's really important isn't it to keep installing those family kind of values isn't it because you in a small church you know um you, you know if you don't do it then it's it's not going to happen the kids are in the meeting and, and they're not getting um blessed in the same way that they could be with a with a ministry so it's um it's, it's important to remember, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about people who might be listening um, to this podcast. It It's fine if you're able to influence the leadership team to have mm. that conversation with them. But if you are the rotor filler, yes. you know, as a, as a yeah. church administrator, that would be more difficult than to maybe even have that conversation about can you, because you probably wouldn't have the authority to say. Yeah. Yeah. You might not have the authority to say you have to serve one in four. So I guess it's the, you know, how, how do we help people to have the conversations? Yeah. Well, I think in, in in our group, when we broke down on the on the UCAN event, I think there was one or two people in the group who, yeah, they didn't have that relationship with their senior pastor. They, they weren't able to have those conversations. There, there was an expectation on them just to get it back to how it was pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they, there was... Yeah, you could see that they were going to struggle with that and, and find it quite difficult. So um, you do feel for people like that. And um, if you're a pastor listening today um, and you're in a situation where you're working with somebody in a voluntary way or, or somebody in a, in a part time or full time role who's serving you in this area of filling rotors, take an interest in it. Make sure that you're leading and supporting them in it, that you guys work together on it rather than just being left to do. This is a decision. Go and implement it. But actually, let's bring the two together. Um, that that's so important and we want administrators not to be burnt out in this season now all the way to Christmas isn't it and that's the danger is is it going to be fried a bit well I, I mean there's always the September to Christmas craziness um but I think it's it's much more focused this time because every ministry is trying to get back and every yeah. ministry is expecting and every ministry is demanding uh, huge yeah. generalizations there and and you know it's it's a difficult question of should we actually really be starting that again yeah 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 and particularly for the person who's running it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's absolutely right one one final thing then is we chatted a bit about this Matthew nine thirty six about the harvest and praying for more laborers and <laughs> and this idea of, of you know we need to pray and we need to trust God that that he's going to provide what we need so so I guess if you're in, in a role uh, recruiting role then then don't panic about it you know do spend time praying do spend time seeking God and asking him to help you in these areas to change people's hearts what are you doing 
how do we ensure that we get the right balance with our volunteers that we're not begging them or manipulating them or you know we kind of forget about them because they're the, they're the quiet ones and they just get on with it how are you what are you what experience have you got penny that you can share with us on those kind of areas just making sure that people don't aren't taken advantage of that they're well supported you know those kind of things do you know that's a really interesting observation isn't it because you tend to find um somebody's a new christian or new to church they throw themselves in and they get involved in every team everywhere you know and there has to be some kind (laughs) of pastoral oversight or coordination of do you know what actually sometimes you just need to sit and be because what will happen is you will burn out. Yeah. Um, now, some people are high capacity. Some people can do that. Yeah. You know, but actually, is that at a cost to their family? Mm-hmm. You know, so so I think we, we need to pastorally look after our volunteers. Like you say, the quiet ones are the ones who perhaps go under the radar. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the ones who always want to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. giving you a bit of grief. Um, so it, it, it's wisdom and discernment, isn't it? We need to pray for wisdom and discernment. I think one of the... There were so many things going through my mind as you were even talking about that scripture. Um, I have a, um, a senior leader who will often say to me, if God can create the world in six days, then he can do whatever he chooses to do whenever he chooses to do it. He mm-hmm. can find you a team of volunteers like that if yeah. it's his will. Yes. So I guess it's the God, am I doing your will? Am I asking the right question? Am I praying the right prayer? Yeah. Is this your, is this what you want? Do you yeah. want me to build this ministry? If the workers aren't coming forwards and I am really seeking God's will, perhaps you don't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that's probably um, something we maybe don't want to hear because yeah. sometimes yeah. we have our own agenda, don't we, and our own desires. Um, but I think definitely the the sort of taking care of you. I, th- I remember you telling me about a, a, a minister or pastor who kept in touch with a certain number of people every week. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Um, yeah. Our one of the tasks I've given our volunteer coordinator is to to go through the teams and regularly send them a thank you, but it has to be a personal thank you, not just a thank you for your serving. Put it through the door because yeah, yeah, I get yeah. those and think, oh, that wasn't really for me, was it? They just did a blanket load. So I think yeah. the the knowing people, the inspiring you've talked about, mm-hmm. making sure team leaders know it is their pastoral responsibility to look after mm-hmm. their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's lots of initiatives you could do. We have a team night every every term or so where we pull all our teams together and just have a bit of fun, maybe yeah. have some food. I say we do that. We did it before lockdown. <laughs> maybe we need to reinstitute that. Yeah. But just having fun together, you know, yeah. you're the guys who make this stuff happen. So just lots of thank yous, lots of gratitude, lots of um, continual question of, are you sure this is what you want to do? Yeah. You know. Is there anything else that we can, we need? Yeah, we can support you. It's funny, isn't it? Like, um, uh, I remember having a conversation with someone in the toddler crash the other day, and they were saying, oh, the um, all the uh, fancy dress stuff just goes everywhere. We've got this box of fancy dress. The kids love it, and it just goes everywhere. And wouldn't it? Uh, our life would be so much easier if we had a rail, you know. And this has been going on for six months. I was like, why has nobody just come and said, can we have a rail? Yeah. um can you give us a rail it'll make our life easier so we, we've got them a rail set it all up and it's it's like a dream in there the kids love it the workers are now you know that much it's just easier to manage and you think there are small things like that so the communication is there between volunteers that actually a tiny little change or a tiny little bit of investment or resource can actually make that whole thing more enjoyable you know the yeah. workers have got more life they're not as stressed out 
Um, and and that's what we want to create, isn't it? In these in these different teams, you know, if you've got a a I dodgy think, kettle or something like that, yeah, you, you want to get what, it changed. What what can we do to make things easier for you? What can we do to make this a, a better experience? Um, I think sometimes we, in the past, maybe um, have just said, "Oh, that you just go sort that out yourselves." Whereas there yeah. just needs to be that engagement, doesn't there? There, we're interested in you and how you're doing this. So, yes. how can we help you do it better? Yeah. Um, and and permit that dialogue that actually, you know what, there might be somebody with a better idea than me on how to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it's not just I know we talked about it before, not just giving the volunteers the the lowest of the low tasks. You know, there yeah. there are some pretty gifted people out there who yeah. have skill sets from their secular workplace that actually yeah. could make this ministry different. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're, you're spot on, isn't it? And a couple of other points that we were chatting about before was um, well, there was one lady in the group, which I thought was a great idea. She was saying that um, often as a church administrator, you can go to the same people. So I've got a catering event. I know I'm going to go to these people. I'm doing, you know, this particular street work or, you know, homeless project. I'm going to go to these people. And actually she was organising, which I thought was a good idea, almost like a freshers' fair feel where actually everybody is scrapped off the whole rotor. Now it's a big, it's a bit risky, but I love that. I think it's quite great. Everyone's off the rotor, you re-sign up. And, and they created a, a brochure with all the different job descriptions, all the role descriptions, who was going to be leading the different ministries. And um, I'm looking forward to kind of touching base there and saying, well, how did that all go? Uh, because I, I think it's a good idea and uh, something I'd, I'd love to try. But um, it does feel a bit risky. But I think for me, I've got to find tools as a church administrator that actually I've got my go-to people and I can pull off event really quickly because I know I've got that structure that I've built over so many years. But actually there's people in the church who would probably love to, you know, use our new paella dish that we've just bought and, and organize a big food event and um, that I don't know about or, you know, I've got a real passion for something, you know. Um, I, so helpful I, I, thought. Yeah, just on that, I mean, it's back to scripture. Our job as leaders is to pull out the gifting that's inside somebody that they don't even know is there. Yeah. So unless unless we give those opportunities and we go outside our normal ask of people, it's like, it's like you were saying earlier, you know, the, the person who went on to the children's ministry and realised, actually, I'm making a difference here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I was good at this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> now, yeah. Um, I, think, I think just sort of be, we have to listen for the Holy Spirit's prompting of who to ask. Yes. Yeah. I think that, that is a, a really key thing here. It's when you put this into a spiritual context, if my role is to bring out and bring on people into the fullness of life that God's put into them, yeah, that actually becomes far more than filling a rotor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. I remember recruiting a lady to do kind of like a head steward role and she'd not done it before. She was nervous. And uh, I thought, do you know what? You know, let's give her a shot you know what what's the worst thing that could happen you know um you know somebody doesn't find a seat you know in, in the prompt time or the communion doesn't get passed around and in 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 the same time as we normally do and you know things like that anyway it turns out that this lady is absolutely brilliant she's probably the best head steward we've got and she's only been doing it for about a few months and she is now developing the role in a way that i don't have time to do that is serving the church in a, in a better way. And I, I love that, you know, when you kind of think, you know, there's something there, I don't know exactly what it is. Let's get it, let's thrust her into some leadership position. And then she's just absolutely flourished. And um, I love seeing that. There's a, there's a happy place there, isn't there, of going, oh yeah, you know, God's good. And, and we did a good job that day, you know. 
I, I don't think Jesus, I know Jesus trained his disciples, but I'm sure when he sent them out, he probably had a moment of, don't know if they can do this. Oh, well, let's see. Let's give them a go. You know, and I think sometimes we, we, we get so preoccupied with it. it has to be right. It has to be perfect. No, sometimes we have to just let people have a go. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's that story. Yeah. This is a great way to, to end it away, isn't it? Because, you know, investing time into people is key for a church administrator and the operations director is it knowing what people are doing knowing their strengths getting to know people what kind of season that people are in at the minute if i'm going to ask them to help in this area this might not be the right time so all those kind of sensitivities and and the spirit of god at work in us you know we, we need you know god to help us in these areas so that we do get the right people we ask the right questions and, and we support people well so so yeah that's that's useful, Penny. And I, I love the fact that you were, were teaching on it. And I think it is an area that we want to keep reminding ourselves and refreshing ourselves. And and maybe I'll be doing some sort of crazy fair in January. I, I everything love, out. Oh, gosh. I remember one day we actually had a, a no team Sunday and the leadership team served the rest of the church. Yeah, it was pretty wasn't disastrous but it was certainly interesting <laughs> have a go let's see you know i think god would be happy yeah. with that you know god would be happy yeah. with that wouldn't he likes to see his yeah. kids having fun yeah absolutely right and i think there's a danger you know one one thing you know we're both serving in big churches so you know if if and um there's a danger to become very professional isn't there and it's one of the things that i i often hit you know think in the back of my mind you know we, we can drive a standard and push a standard forward yeah um, that actually cuts a load of people off from getting involved so you know for, for big churches that might be listening to that you know actually let's let's bring the standard down let's you know let's not we're a family and that message yeah. is key isn't it we're not we're not a professional organization um and there are there's an expectations on big churches to be that but let, let's fight against that and um you know keep the family focus right across all these different teams and different things that we've got going on brilliant all right well We'll call it a day there, Penny, your wisdom. And I'm sure we're looking forward to having you back again. And we're, we're always on the phone chat. And I always ring you up and pester you. And I say, oh, I'm working on this or what yeah. you, how are you doing? And um, yeah, really thrilled that the relationship with UCAN and, and the church office is developing and, and just growing stronger and stronger. And just your friendship is, is great. So thank you for being on Thanks. today, Penny. Right back at you. Thanks, mate. It's good. If you've got any questions about volunteering, I know you kind of produced two documents of name managing volunteers well. And recruiting um, volunteers well. And so there, there's some help there available. If you're not part of UCAN, then check it out and become a member and get involved in that. I know there's a whole load of resources that you can get uh, from their website and from their network. And the peer-to-peer -peer support stuff is just fantastic. The church web, the church office website has some volunteer packs and code of conducts and job descriptions and stuff. Again, you can use it for free. Uh, check out those documents, download them and just implement them in your churches if they serve you. So from us at the church office, it's goodbye and uh, we'll see you again soon.